Yeah, it's hard to really overtime. If I did that, I would be dead. I would definitely <laughs> die too. I actually, I did. I accidentally, I drank a rain. I was drunk, and I woke up and drank coffee like normal. So my heart, I was like, oh my god. I used to do uh, a scoop and a half of rise pre-workout, and that's 300 milligrams per scoop. Sheesh. And I would go and work out, and then my heart started. I started feeling my heartbeat when I was in the middle of my workout. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I gotta get off." This. Are you alive or are you living? If that's just psycho shit. That's <laughs> just psycho shit. I took caffeine pills like maybe for like a month. I was like, I don't need this. I like I yeah. felt uncomfortable. Wait, have you have you seen that video online? It's like we tried the new pre-workout, uh, and then they say like. Power X and they're like, oh yeah, I heard that's some good shit. How is it? He's like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, once you get past feeling your heartbeat and the lightheadedness, you're good. He's like, oh yeah, but I, I, and he says something like, uh, have you tried a uh, chronic heart palpitations? I was like, oh, I heard that one was good. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked. Dragon Age. Now we watch and wait. Tastes good. Even though it says do it in what eight to twelve ounces of water, I put it in forty. <laughs> Yolo. Okay. Just be better. I should take that motto. <laughs> Go for gold, dude. Go for food. Looks like, like I just came in off the street and just pulled somebody. <laughs> we couldn't find Dom, so we, <laughs> we found a lookalike. <laughs> Walked down Delcy till we found someone vaguely resembled him. Sometimes. You know what? Because I randomly thought of Asher Roth today, so it made me randomly think of Sammy Adams. <laughs> the college rap era. Yeah. Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. episode of underground sports philadelphia if you're watching live on twitch which should be every wednesday night you're seeing what's going down it's kb it's matt it's dom and it's dylan live from underground studios for our five-year anniversary special and no better way for us to celebrate a company that was built on the foundation of the eagles winning the super bowl and the birds going back to the Super Bowl five years later. We're going to dive into everything Super Bowl related. Uh, we're going to get into uh, the Underground Sports Philadelphia Hall of Fame, some potential nominees, 
And uh, Sixers are playing Celtics tonight. No better way to uh, have a nice little show down there for the anniversary. But before we dive into the episode and celebrate five years on the internet, make sure you guys are following us at Underground PHI Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. Follow Dom on Twitter at Wash Lifestyle. And follow Dylan at Dylan Mazzola. And make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Leave a five-star rating and review. It helps the show continue to grow, gets us on the charts, gets more people uh, in tap with Underground Sports Philadelphia. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's where you get full video episodes, live streams, every single podcast on our network in video form. And you can go check out the anniversary video that just dropped early this morning. We're at 377 subscribers. Let's get to 400 before the Super Bowl. Like, let's make that happen. I think it's very possible. And we're on that road to 1K as well. And big thank you to our sponsors who have made this show happen for essentially since day one. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. We're back. Hey. Yo. Hello. What's up? This feels weird. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to believe that we used to cram in the little room over there for like two years. There was five of us in that room. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Speaking of five, where's Tyler? Uh, so apparently the killers got hold of him. Uh, he's still at <laughs> oh, school, uh, but allegedly going to call in. Oh, okay. So we'll have Sick. call nice. later. Um, but fucking five years of doing this shit <laughs> is insane. Yeah. Hey, what did you guys get me? Cause you <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the wood I, anniversary, so. I got you some dubby. <laughs> Does my undying love count? <laughs> Thought I had that always, but I <laughs> All right. Times two. Maybe a six pack of Kenwood. <laughs> Stall sponsor stuff. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, we started this thing basically with the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, and I don't think any of us thought, you know, five years later we'd be where we are now with six successful podcasts on a network our staff doubling from five of us to you know like almost 14 of us now across all of our content and people doing you know behind the scenes stuff for us we always said we were going to pull ideas from different media companies and just put our twist on it and now we're just trying to make a underground household name I don't think that I'd expected us to have so many shows you know what i mean like i think we all kind of had the idea like yeah we're gonna just keep doing this right we're gonna keep this building but mm -hmm. i thought it was just gonna be like one podcast like, even when yeah. we initially started doing top bins right and then it kind of was like like i thought yeah we're gonna have this one podcast you know we're gonna try to you know build this thing up as much as we can and, and hopefully a lot of people listen and now we have 500 episodes into this one yeah. spin-off you know titles and and youtube content and you know we're really doing the content creation thing like full force and i think that's awesome to see 
top ends in the original spinoff, came back four years later, and then come back. You know, we started outside the box. That has grown into a global phenomenon. You and DJ are great with that. It's insane. Uh, streamer season, a, a yeah product of the pandemic. Golf, a product of the pandemic. And uh, we you got. Know, I'm some... gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> 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 everyone's, everyone's scared to say it. I get it. <laughs> Thanks. You did that one thing for us. You really helped us pop off, right? Like <laughs> expand. Once the internet you, medium COVID. started to become a real thing. And I think, like when we started too, like we were fortunate we started in 2018, because then as you know, years went on, people were like, "Oh, I'm going to start a podcast." I'm gonna, and we already had a you know, somewhat solid foundation in so that when we did have these spinoff shows happen, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we can, you know, I see the crossover all the time with people who listen to OTB, they come to streamer season or they listen to the main pod, then they go to top bins and the the crossover factor there is starting to pay off a ton. And I think that's been massive just for us to kind of be, because cons- you can, you can start all the spinoff shows you want. doesn't mean they're going to be successful all yeah. the time. Yeah. But I think for us to, you know, essentially seven days a week have content going out either on a podcast app or on YouTube is pretty crazy. Which it's huge because, you know, like anyone watching or listening, like one of those shows applies to you, whether you're local and you like Philadelphia sports teams or you follow golf or you follow lacrosse or you like movies and streaming and so forth. So it's kind of a, access to everyone at this point. Mm-hmm. Which... uh before we get into the birds, this is not an official ad read, but I do have breaking news about local stuff. We signed our biggest ad deal ever this week. Ayo? With the city of Vineland. Excuse me. Ayo? City of Vineland. Like, like wait, the actual city sponsors wait, like, the pod? From, like this water bottle? Like <laughs> the city of Vineland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. We got product placement. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I chose well when I got my water. Oh, man. But, yeah, City of Vineland is backing Underground Sports Philadelphia now. Sick. Yeah, well, you know, it's always growing season, so. Sick. Wow. I think that just speaks volumes to not only, you know, the, the project that we all started five years ago, but the consistency of, of each one of us at whatever point in, you know, the five-year history, like, you guys have been the most consistent mm-hmm. out of everything, and it's just week in, week out, making content for for multiple, you know, mediums and uh, multiple channels and and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's just a testament to you know the work ethic as well as you know the consistency. It's great. Yeah, I mean, like we have like with the crossover stuff, like you're streaming on Twitch, you know, playing FIFA and everything. Barely. And- <laughs> Barely well, you now. have people from your Twitch streams coming in, watching and listening to top ins. Yes, and those numbers show. Yeah, and you know it, it crosses. And you know me and DJ going out on the road every summer. Mm-hmm. Like we get that. You know, guerrilla marketing, being in different cities every weekend, and then you know everybody watches fucking TV and movies. And that's that true. was like a no brainer to yeah. start that show and uh, to see where we are now. And the fact that five years later we're getting ready to dive right into a Super Bowl again is crazy. Mm-hmm. Can I oh ask what God. everyone's favorite 
non-Eagles Super Bowl sports memory has been over the last five years? Because I already have my answer. Non-Eagles Super Bowl. Non- it can't be the suit because that's the easy one. That's, that's right at the start. It has to be Philadelphia sports moment? It doesn't have to be Philadelphia sports because mine is not Philadelphia sports, actually. Oh, okay. It's Liverpool winning the league for me. It's been like the, uh, the crowning achievement of my life. Oh man, now now you feel now I, I sound like I'm gonna, I sound like I'm gonna I sound like I'm gonna <laughs> I have that now. I got to see that. <laughs> I sound like I'm gonna copycat because mine's Milan winning the screw that till last year. <laughs> That's totally fair. Uh, well, my other teams outside the Eagles suck, so I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> no, no good Flyers moments? <laughs> no. Oh, you're wearing a Union shirt. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the Union. <laughs> I, I haven't even watched the Flyers all year, Matt. Like, I don't even I watch hockey anymore. <laughs> so. To think I once started as the hockey guy, and now I can't even name certain players on the roster. But I think, uh, unfortunately, there's experience of many Flyers. Yeah, now. yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm not sure what the moment would be, dude. That's crazy. I have to think about that. I mean, the, f- the fact that we were in that room in 2018 banging hand over fist for the Phillies, pleading with them to sign Jake Arrieta, and then they go to the World Series this year was that's definitely my amazing. That's up there. My true, like, Philly sports moment, that's actually been my favorite thing this, yeah. this past fall, like, the Phillies being back in the World Series. And I think, um, you know, we had talked so much about how just having, like, playoff baseball back, mm-hmm. how amazing that would be. And I really miss that atmosphere. I really miss that experience. Because, like, for all of us, mm-hmm. especially, like, in our formative years, when we we're in like high school, like late middle school, like the Phillies were like the best team in baseball, mm-hmm. and it was just uh, it was a blast. So it was really cool to get to revisit that, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it feels too like you come into this season and you could have even more memories. But I would say the Phillies World Series run definitely like my favorite Philadelphia sports memory over the last five years for sure. I think I have mine now. It's uh, probably winning three fantasy football championships in the same year. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> the pockets and the heart was happy with that one. So there we go. It's hard to be, it's hard to be fantasy football wins. Your dad absolutely destroyed me in uh, he fantasy football. He still talks about it. It's you and Mikey Ostrowski who's in that league. He literally brings up. He's like, remember when I beat Matt and Mikey? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Dad. I remember. It was like a month ago. I was like, I literally helped you pick out your lineup, old man. All right. <laughs> yeah, let's no, like, go ahead. No, like even like adding on like the union go to the, the MLS Cup, the Eagles this mm-hmm. you know fall, like to have those three all kind of like align. We've never experienced that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we could be the first city to lose like three major championships in a year. That's cool. Like right I wasn't gonna be the one to say that. <laughs> but he has a good yeah. point. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I was I was gonna say that the the Phillies would definitely be my favorite Philadelphia sports memory. You know, since the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, you know, I would have to put it up above. You know, watching the the process kind of come to fruition. However, you know, the Sixers still can't get past the second round, so it, it holds a more sour point. The whole Ben Simmons fiasco and seeing how that kind of unfolded, and uh, you know, bringing in James Harden's great, but I I have to put the the Phillies over that and and you know me I'm more of a basketball guy but definitely seeing that success it's been a good time to be a Philadelphia sports fan of recent we're not used to it <laughs> but you no. know what? the city's starting to learn the city's starting to learn <laughs> I would say Ben Simmons trade is actually might be yeah. one of my top five moments I like vividly remember yeah. that day last spring <laughs> like I it was a great it was and it was a great spring day and <laughs> I had Moe's for dinner to celebrate Ooh. I swear to god because <laughs> we don't need out very often. I was like, let's get most. It's one year tomorrow that he was traded. It's just beautiful. Yeah, look was, how that worked out for Brooklyn. It was an unseasonably warm day. And um, great moment. Damn. Good time. 
<laughs> Bye, bozo. <laughs> and I mean, the fact that we have like athletes who rep us now too, and like actively like, you know, consume our content, share our content. You know, whether it's Cole Irvin started doing because we played fucking NHL with him on a Twitch. Stream. Yeah. Uh, then he's wearing our gear on his Twitch mm-hmm. streams. He kicked my ass. On that Mike stream, Scott dude. shows up to an All Star Game watch party at a bowling alley in Philly, Mike repping Scott. us. I was gonna wear that hat tonight too. Like the fact that that's happened. Obviously, we've been on board with Jamil's career mm-hmm. since day one, and he's you know bought into us a hundred and ten percent. And like, who knows who's next? You know what I mean? Like, that's the cool part of just like how much we've grown since you know. February 7th of 2018 like it wouldn't surprise me like any athlete you know is like listening to our stuff and consuming our our content at this point yeah we got to do some cool shit we uh got to interview the Arkells that was a really cool experience that was awesome um definitely got to have some conversations with athletes that like I don't know you just don't get to do that very often Mm -hmm. you know if you're not a journalist if you're not someone like working within like the industry right like get to like just even have like a casual chat it doesn't even have to be like a super formal interview and things like that that's that's been a really cool experience over the last five years getting to do some stuff that typically i just never really saw myself doing but also like i don't know not many people get the opportunity to do stuff like that mm-hmm. and that's uh, mm-hmm. that's that's been a, a really cool experience yeah well, i would say that another one especially within underground sports uh the inception of outside the box where you know the pll was just starting so we jumped on that like quick the and wings came back. when the wing like that's the initial right when, when the wings came back to philly we jumped in interviewed the commissioner of the league at the league office yeah we're we're just in because we went to the draft and the only reason you went was because the sixers blue and white game there was a flood at the palestra yeah i had tickets to the blue and white game i forgot about that you were gonna be there uh-huh. i was gonna be at the draft and we were gonna just have like cross-platform you know content and everything <laughs> i'm on the highway i text you i'm like it canceled it. <laughs> I'm coming through. I was like, yo, come to Xfinity. <laughs> and it's wild looking back at that draft now, too, because, like, I didn't know shit about lacrosse then. Mm-hmm. And you look at who got drafted that year, like, Trevor Baptiste is a homie. Matt like, Rambo. Rambo was there. Uh, Austin Stotts was our first player guest. Mm-hmm. He was drafted that year. Like, And now, like, five years later, pretty much of OTB, like, we're on the road every summer. The founders of yeah. the PLL, like – gave us our flowers this summer on social media like well that that's the thing is like we it still stands out to me you know recording episodes in the press Mm -hmm. like section long after the game everybody's cleared out where we're you know getting to know the players in in the uh uh, press conferences and now you can even see it because you have like the fancy cameras and stuff set up and and you know like that clip you put in the video Trevor Baptiste, like, oh, this is normal now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you have that, was, that. That was in a press conference. Yeah, you have like insane. the rapport with with like those players now, where you know, you're kind of one of the media outlets that's like ingrained within mm-hmm. both leagues, which is really really cool. Like, we hung out with Chaos after the championship game this year, and Chase Frazier was like chilling with us, and was like, "Boys, every time I get on the plane, you're the first podcast I turn on," and like, just like you have to like remove yourself from that moment. And be like, what the fuck is going on right mm-hmm. now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's insane. And, like, I just see the growth of, like, our other three shows with mm-hmm. getting all streamer season and now Top Ends being back full time. Like, the sky's the limit. For- just watch. We're getting messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
What? <laughs> the sky's the limit for all three of those brands to yeah. just grow. Uh, and then not to mention, like, the Dan Russo show is, like, the number one viewed video podcast on our channel on YouTube since we started doing video. And having that relationship there has spurned so many different avenues for us. Yeah. Um, like, I never thought I'd be doing play-by-play for Violent High School Sports. I, I remember the first time I was at my mom's house on a, like a Friday night or something and the game was on and then I'm hearing them like hearing the commentators talking. I'm like, what's Kyle? One of the most viral moments of 2022 is that football play from the playoffs and everything and just goes dummy. And it's just like my voice in that. And that's yeah. all because mm-hmm. <laughs> Russo sits me down like it's it's, you know, the Godfather at Larry's and it's like, yeah, we want to do a podcast, but you guys have the the means to do it so we want to partner with you it's like that, no that, it's, it's crazy it's that like crazy. the the first statement he makes about the entire situation you guys broke that yep and it that, that's kind of cool because you know being a high school coach i kind of understand you know it, it's kind of a big deal when you come out and talk about controversial things all, the whole city's looking at you and and, and waiting to see what you say all the parents you know and in this case you know a high profile sport at violent high school like like football like they're waiting to hear what he has to say about this game so that that was that was really crazy (laughs) yeah like the moments we have over the last five years whether it's on shows or just like philly sports in general like you even talk about bryce harper signing here yeah that was crazy that was insane we've had so much happen we didn't (laughs) i think it's the most glossed over the last five years like if you're talking like free agents or trades, it's been, I mean, a lot of it's been the Phillies, but again, you know, we talked about James Harden, right? Even Jimmy Butler is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the we LeBron, sweep, you had LeBron sweepstakes. Yeah. Um, oh man, I remember but, You know, there was a, there's a, been a lot of. Even the embarrassing orange team, who I will not name, <laughs> has actually signed like several like notable. Yeah. Well, Kevin A's came here. Like, like JVR, like, but like to big money. So like to Matt's point, literally every single franchise in Philly has made moves or tried or, you know, some more than others. Mm-hmm. Kyle and our the the show we do like I, I say the same line at every show and it used to no one would ever leave a recommendation and now people actually yeah, comment people and DM us and like, give us ideas watch the show, watch on movie. what to watch and stream which is that that's to me that's one of the things like we interviewed the executive movie, it's, uh, it's called Star Wars you ever hear that <laughs> uh, yeah I'm a l- little it. familiar with that yeah, yeah. it's like two Big it's like a, well it's like a a guy and his sister they kiss it's like kind of cool. <laughs> and then there's like uh, there's a little green guy. Ah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I was on trip to fan when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take notes of that. I'll add to the uh, yeah, good old list. I not many people are talking about well, it. This is a really underrated show, Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of that one, but never watched it. <laughs> it's oh, got to do with brother and sister. Like, we uh, we interviewed an executive producer. Yeah, from Hollywood on that show, like. We're planning to go to Comic Con this year. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Yeah. Sick. And I, I agreed if we get a certain number of what? once we hit one K, Dylan's cosplaying. I have to Comic-Con. do whatever they say. <laughs> I'll regret that. But <laughs> <laughs> so like the the sky's the limit with everything. And then you know I've been talking with some of our our guys that aren't you know in New Jersey or in the Philly area. Like Pat Pitts, he has a new show that's going to be coming out on our YouTube channel. I'm breaking it here. Uh, it's going to be called Pitts on Parade. And just think Billy on the street. Oh, that's a good Pat show. Pitts, it's, <laughs> you know, in one of the biggest cities in the, <laughs> the country, in Boston. That's going to uh, be great. It's going to be hilarious. He's going to do it with a tiny mic. He's got a cameraman. So that's going to oh. be 
hilarious. Uh, and we have uh, we have F1 content coming as well. Who's doing the F1 content? Uh, Casey Libertor, who I met through Broken Alex, OTB. You know, that, that spurred nice. that relationship, too. Um, she's photographed the Phantoms a ton, and she's huge into F1. And I was just like, hey, you're he- if you want a platform to talk about F1, go for it. She's taking no- it by another the low-key pandemic uh yeah like inspired because yeah. yeah. i watched the uh the netflix series mm-hmm. and i think that get, that got people really into f1 a lot of drama in f1 I there is never <laughs> there really it. is Every, but yeah. like a lot of people in my timeline do even like Embiid does yeah it's and like crazy. every like sunday randomly at like 9 a.m it's like oh my god can you believe this i'm like the, the way people <laughs> uh you know defend their favorite driver it's like watching people talk about their favorite soccer team mm-hmm. it's honestly the same it's, experience yeah. because yeah. i've always watched soccer so like i'm used to getting like a like i'm used to my day being ruined at 8 a.m on a sunday <laughs> so now i get to see that's the depressing. experience from the other side where i'm like watching someone else tweet through it before brunch is even <laughs> open. You know, like, it's, like, it's good to see yeah, so we got big stuff coming uh, in 2023 and beyond, but we got a Super Bowl to talk about. The Eagles are going back to the Who's Super Bowl. What? <laughs> uh, our Super Bowl There's coverage on this <laughs> is brought to you by our incredible merch partners, PHI Apparel Company. Uh, they are exclusive home to all of our merch. You know, there's no doubt with their unique designs, including all of our podcasts having merch uh, on their storefront as well. Your, your big game parties this weekend, you're going to stand out if you got your merch from PHI Apparel Company. Our, our big game shirt is available as well, um, so go check that out. It's inspired by, you know, the, the late 90s, early 2000s, like vintage uh, Super Bowl shirts they used to put out. So go check that out. Plus, all of our podcasts have merch as well. Uh, and when you go to phiapparel.co, you use code UNDERGROUND at checkout. That's how they know you're coming from us. You get 10% off as well. And when you get your merch, just tag us on social media, tweet at us, because uh, we want to see where you're repping your merch from. But Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, the the Go big birds. controversy local, I would say, especially on the, the Facebook.com. Uh, I know exactly oh, what no. you're going to say, dude. Is I keep, obviously I Isaiah Pacheco this. is playing for the Chiefs. And it's it continues to pop up, like, to this day. It's not that hard, everybody, to realize that if you're an Eagles fan, you root for your team you've rooted for your entire life and just hope Isaiah plays well. You That's, don't have to switch your yeah. allegiances, no, none yeah. of that shit. I don't understand why it's such a difficult concept for people to, like, understand. Yeah, birds win, he gets a, he gets a tutty. We all, we, all, we all win. I don't, I don't understand. I think some of them aren't actual birds fans, mm-hmm. but I also do think, like, some of the people who are caping for him like the most either are very close friends or family one and two people that think like if you are you know rooting for him wholeheartedly like you don't want him to lose obviously so they want the chiefs to win because they want to see him win a super bowl ring so like i get it but there's one thing you're you're raised learning and that's you don't turn your back on the birds, birds. if you're a birds fan so <laughs> it also helps his case that he landed in probably the best spot like right. their their running yeah. back room was you know not the best and he's really shined like seriously and then secondly you know he's playing for this guy called Andy Reid and their quarterback's Patrick Mahomes so is it out of line to say they'll probably reach the promised land again no they most certainly will at least one more time in in, in their tenure if not more so my point is you really aren't being rude and uh, rooting against Isaiah if you're a birds fan growing up because it's your team 
exactly. Um, I I personally, you know, going into the 2017 2018, Sorry, uh, <laughs> Super Bowl, like, I feel like we were all, like, on edge and nervous because it was Tom Brady. It was the Patriots. It was that revenge factor from Super Bowl 39. I'm, like, decently, like, calm going into this Super Bowl. Hey, I think hey, it's because hey, our quarterback hey, hey, is hey, so hey, calm, dude. Hey. I, I agree. Like, I feel like the demeanor of... I'm so scared, though, shitless. I'll, I'll be honest. Just for that player, you go 1v1. Where's Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> like, I just feel like this team is... Like, they this team, even though there's only, like, six guys from the 2017 roster that went to the Super Bowl that are still here, like, this team, the entire 53-man roster and the coaching staff just are, like, carrying themselves mm-hmm. like they've been there before. I think, too, like... Eagles won that Super Bowl, so there isn't the anxiety anymore, mm-hmm. and there isn't like the and it was it was so recent too. Yeah, you know, it's not like you're so far removed that it you don't remember the experience. I think you know when you've built up that kind of like experience of winning it all, and and finally too, I think getting like a Super Bowl, it can't be held over your heads anymore. Like that's that I think is a big part of it. I think too, this team has just been like this team is better than the 2017 team uh, talent wise. Mm-hmm. You know, like from from top to bottom on the roster and. It's probably the most talented roster in the NFL. Like, they're here deservedly. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. some aspect, I think, to the 2017 team. Not that it was a fluke, but that there it felt a little more magical than real. Yeah. Like, you know, like Nick Foles, like, stepping in, and, like, there was the worry about how he was going to look in that game, which is hilarious, you know, after the fact, because of, it was one of the most high-scoring Super Bowls <laughs> ever. But, you know, it's, um, you know, there was, I think, an element to it where it's like, it felt like at, at, at some point it was going to turn midnight and, you know, this kind of underdog story was, you know, famously, of course, they were underdogs in every, every game, you know, in, in that, uh, in that stretch. Uh, whereas this season has been the complete opposite, you know, where it's like, you know, it's almost like if, if Wentz had never got injured, this is the type of year yeah. I think that you would have had where it's like, no way are the Eagles underdogs all, all the way through and in, into the Super Bowl. Um, if maybe Wentz is, is still healthy during that year, but it, maybe they don't even win. Who knows? You know, like it's, I just think, you know, this year, there's so much more assuredness because of the talent and because of the fact that this team is like rightfully in this position. You know, I, I, I don't think there's any really question at all. You know, they're the best team in football this year by record. And um, again, deservedly so. Defense wins championships, as a wise man once said. And I think that's the re- part of the reason what Matt was saying to, to bounce off of that. I feel like Kyle was saying there are only a handful of guys that were actually on the roster. But then to counter like point that you have guys like Darius Slade. Did you guys see a picture of him staring at the trophy? Yeah. That man was possessed. Like he was they literally just it. looking right at it. Like he wants that thing. And the Bradbury doesn't have a ring either, does no. he? So there are there are these guys, these notable guys who are killing it this year on the defense alone who want to actually get their first ring. So mm-hmm. you have the guys who are trying to repeat the process, won't have the anxiety, and you have the guys who are going to do everything on their willpower to get their first like ring. Like Hassan Reddick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's also a big thing when you have a, a, a young quarterback that is just so mature for, for, for the experience that he has. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it came out, Michael Vick was saying after, you know, he spent time with him in, during that whole interview that it was them two and Donovan McNabb. He said, like, he left that, like – Looking at Jalen Hurts a completely different way, like he said, he he is so you know poised and handles himself so great and like he's so intelligent. Like he wants his son to grow up and be like Jalen Hurts, basically. Like so, you know that and the fact that he squats six hundred pounds. You know, <laughs> apparently it's six twenty now. There's a re- recent recent picture on Twitter has surfaced of that. 
God, man. <laughs> that's that's just absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, like to have that, and then there's there's some really eerily similar things this year the on the the Eagles like journey to the Super Bowl that happened like in 2017 18 like they're constantly still being counted out no matter like Matt said like they proved obviously they're the best team in football but everybody's still counting them out making excuses trying to like oh yeah but yeah but and and yeah. and you know it, we don't have the whole dog masks things you know going on but we have the batman thing going on but you know it it still seems like the players are taking that like they have a chip on their shoulders still like even though there isn't pressure like everybody's still counting us out which even means there's less pressure right everybody's already counting us out nobody thinks that we can do this it's pat mahomes andy reed you know this has been one of the best teams in football for the last you know however many years yeah. in the last five years i think they've been to the super bowl three times mm -hmm. uh, you can fact check me i think that's yes, right that is correct so you're correct <laughs> Sick. I got a I got a stat correct today. Um, you know, they just they're gonna go in again and just handle business. Hopefully, they come out with a win. Did you see the C.J. Gardner Johnson quote uh, about Julian Love when he was on Good Morning Football this past week? Mm -mm. And he was saying Nick Sirianni's got like the easiest job. Uh, oh, I did like, see that. He doesn't do anything to like. This, I, that, I saw that quote. Yeah. <laughs> so, C.J. Gardner Johnson said, "Me and Coach are straight. That's my boy." I regard him like a brother slash mentor with all the lessons he teaches you and shit. On Love's comments, Gardner Johnson said, "Tell him to pick his face mask off the dirt. He's got a he's got a captain badge, but what's he a captain of? Ain't no leadership over there. If that's the case, y'all would be where we're at." Oh my god! But 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 speaking <laughs> of him, uh, Sean Payton talked about that about yeah. how, how they traded. He was like, "I have no idea why the Saints did that. They were stupid, and it was a steal for the Eagles." So mm -hmm. that that made me feel like you know happier. But, but wait, wait, wait! Oh, I don't, so. I don't get it. The, it. Sirianni's job is easy because the birds said. are so good. Or but that <laughs> goes against the whole narrative that this has been a system and coaching thing, mm -hmm. and the players are just playing in a system that, you know, you can replace any player. They're still gonna win. Like. Which one is it? And people also forget that, like, there are coaches that are, like, player coaches. And, mm -hmm. like, so, like, Nick Serrani might not be, like, an offensive maestro or mastermind, but you damn well know he has everyone's back and they have his. Like, you watch the videos, they will ride and die for that man. That is definitely unquestioned. And most of Philly would ride or die for him at this point. It's the same with Doug Peterson mm -hmm. in 17. Yeah. Again, you know, like, that was not a talented team. You know, if you look at the names that were, like, big stories, half of those guys are not even in the NFL anymore. Yeah. You nope. know, like, which is not – atypical of like a five-year span but you know guys like Cor Corey clement right like uh the who's the the guy who made the interception in the vikings game uh, patrick robinson not like retired. you know like, chris right. long's retired now like you have these guys that were like sort of like just nfl like replacement level yeah. players that like were Eric blunt that were putting in like just the biggest moments of their J. careers J. and i you i think the thing that i always come back to with sports in general is just like head coaches no matter the sport are bosses at the same time mm -hmm. like and you have to want you have to have like we all have jobs and we all have bosses that we've either liked or disliked and usually it's because of how they carry themselves like are they charismatic are they relatable are they someone that is like willing to understand like you and like how you work but like those, those things matter it doesn't change when you're a coach like yes they obviously have to understand the game at a very like elite level and understand like tactically yeah. how to work and things like that but it's just as important that they're like a normal person <laughs> that they can like <laughs> communicate and that they have like emotional intelligence. Like to me, that is always the most underrated aspect of discussion 
when we talk about like coaches and like people just want these like game bots that have like no thoughts or feelings right and that can just like figure out any situation but you can't do that if you're not like an empathetic person if you don't have that high emotional intelligence if you don't know how to like these guys mm-hmm. handle way more behind the scenes than just yes. like mm-hmm. making sure that like someone's open on a play you know like it, it's, it's a it, there's a lot that goes into it that i think goes unnoticed you hit the nail on the head uh where you know Sirianni, peterson and you can even go look at coaches in other sports too they know that fine line of you know having that personality and keeping the like mood light and having knowing when to have fun and let loose with their players but then they can also reel them in and still be that respectful authority figure of the team who who runs everything makes the final decision and 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 you know uh handles you know the structure of everything so uh, you saw like Doug Peterson, uh, you know, let's finish watching this film. We got ice cream in the other room when we're done. Like every single every single meeting day, like Sirianni's pumping the fans up, looking behind, cursing to the like. Yeah, in, he's in, like he's this is in, our day. like this is our stuff. He's pumped up. Like if if I'm a player on that team and I'm seeing my coach like that, I'm hyped. I want to keep going out there and fighting for him every single day. Like I it, feel it like there's too many people want the head coach to be like this stoic kind of like uber professional type of person where if they let loose it's a big controversy the boring bill belichick's of the world the monotone answers well, what's, what's right. even everyone f- talks every player that has played for bill Man. belichick talks about how much they love him it is like, true. Yeah, like, what i was is, gonna say is, is, is yours is yes. like very different like he's a very like engaging enthusiastic yes person. yeah I, I wasn't gonna say that belichick falls into that he falls into in that other side the narrative of how he talks not like behind the scenes oh like, no he, I, he gives very boring yeah. responses yeah no, I think no. You have those other coaches that are always just like you know they come in, they're very boring and just straight to the point. Like talk about the Sean game Payton. and you know that's it. And then all right, you know if you, yeah. if you piss them off by questioning them about something that they struggled with, they get angry and leave. Like yeah. And then those coaches get to a point like a boiling point, and then you have those meltdowns. Like and they're fired. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. Like you know, that whole type of thing, you know, like. <laughs> and the, the kind of coach that Dougie and Nick are work. I mean, like, Doug is no longer obviously with the Eagles. He's down in Florida. He's the ultimate Florida man right now. But it worked. They bought in. Jacksonville made the playoffs this year. So Three cl- wins clear- to nine. So clearly they're doing something right in terms of, like, he was able to establish himself here and do something magical and able to go to a even worse roster in Jacksonville and then almost make magic again. So point is, like, that kind of coach definitely works. The Eagles have proved it. Hopefully, they prove it again. So, yeah. What's yeah. the What's the general feeling for this game? Because I know we said we're calm. Uh, actually, I'm general. sweating thinking well, about Kyle's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am fucking nervous. Well, I mean, I saw the game script dropped on social media. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be down ten nothing after the first quarter. Well, apparently, was... I saw ten ten. No, it's ten. It was ten. It was down ten nothing in the first quarter, and then it's like fourteen thirteen. I think yeah. in the second. So, so. it's like twenty four thirteen at halftime. Yeah, I put like down and twenty thousand dollars <laughs> on DraftKings on that. So better hope that script is right. Yeah, I saw like a forty three thirty seven or something like that. Forty three thirty eight. I don't know if it's gonna be like, that high scoring. I think I think it's gonna be a shootout, man. It depends I, upon how they pressure. Because I I think it was last year Mahomes lost the Bills last year, right? No, or two years beat ago. The Bills. Beat the Bills. Last time I was watching highlights of like Mahomes because it popped like on Twitter and like it seems like obviously he he's superhuman but he does throw picks like anyone else and I think with our defense we have the ability to force him to make mistakes and I think it's going to come down to making him make mistakes and then have Jalen just play a simple game like he has been all year like I wouldn't be surprised if Hurts literally throws for less than two hundred yards and they just run the ball down their throats 
like they need to have a balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need a balance. Oh yeah, m- maybe like a little more. But my my point is like I, I'm not expecting Hurts to have a Nick Foles, Tom Brady esque yeah. 500 yeah, yeah, yards, yeah, yeah. like 210 yards, like one pass and touchdowns fine. I think that like balance is probably the best way to put it. I think if they can do like they can run effectively, throw when they need to, and like pressure Mahomes, they can win and it won't be a hu- like a, a huge offensive game. The pressure on Mahomes is interesting because Mahomes' pressure to sack rate, which is exactly what it sounds like, which is how often when you're pressured does it turn into sack? Yeah. Actually the lowest in the NFL. Yeah, he's like amazing. Like yeah. he is amazing in the, the ball. Most in his hands. Aspects of his ability is that he's like great at just avoiding contact and like you don't really expect it of him because he's. Sort of always looks a little awkward when he's running, and he's not like we don't associate. We'd much more associate with Jalen Hurts yeah. with a stat like yeah. that, right? Where it's like, yeah, Jalen is like great, like forcing his way out of the pocket, like someone like mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, these guys that we think a lot more of, like mobile quarterbacks. Like, but like Patrick Mahomes is like one of these guys that is like very hard. He's like nailing like jelly to a wall. Like it's yeah. just very hard to get him contained and to get him down. I think that's going to be the really big thing, and I think too, like. Eagles have one of the best rush offenses this century. You know, like it's very unprecedented mm-hmm. what they've been able to do on the mm-hmm. ground. And, you know, the Chiefs don't have like an elite defense, but they are good at like game planning for one specific thing, like on, on any yeah. given week. Like ben should... don't break defense, I would say the Chiefs yeah, are. And they've shown, they've shown yeah. an ability to like make life hard for people. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, though, that there's really a way to stop what this team can do offensively when, when they're on the ground. My only concern is that, like, that strength has to be like combined with the fact that you have a lead or that it is a tight game. Like you cannot allow like a situation where you're ten nothing down in the that's, first quarter. That's that's a good point because that is like your your strength there is like you could still run the ball in that situation, right? But like you know, it's not I- an ideal way to win a game. And Jalen Hurts like still is sort of struggling with a shoulder injury. Like he's his least accurate games have all come in the last month and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like of the that's season. true. Like that's it's, it's very obvious that that injury is affecting him. He's obviously diminishing it, but like it's very clear from just the way that they've played that he is still like impeded in some way. Now he's had two weeks, mm-hmm. so maybe that helps. But, yeah, you know he had a whole week going into the playoffs and has had time to rest. So um, I don't know. You know, I think it's a very hard game for me to call. I bet personally on the Chiefs simply because if you're giving Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, I'm going to. <laughs> throw $40 on that and just see where it gets me like that's just that's but you know like part of me still thinks the Eagles I did that too <laughs> I bet on the I Chiefs I don't bet money anymore if I'm <laughs> if I'm gonna be Matt, oh, why because you're saving prison. for a wedding <laughs> oh no because I'm in a I, I'm on uh, release right now from prison I have to go back right after this Matt <laughs> Matt raises a good point like if the bad happens I might as well be sad with extra money in my pocket yeah. that was my mindset because if I win I don't care about the $50 I put on the on the chase exactly yeah and i think the you bring up hurts his shoulder injury like don't forget patrick mahomes has a high ankle sprain. absolutely yeah that's definitely that's why i want there's the wide receivers thing. hurt too yeah i think i think mahomes ankle injury the the thing that interests me the most about that is it just didn't seem to matter against cincinnati mm-hmm. like it just a and that was a week that was with a week not even a full week that's like five days and ankle injuries even high ankle injuries typically are like even worse in the days after the fact that he was still – you could see him, like, hobbling in that mm-hmm. game and wasn't quite as mobile as mm-hmm. maybe he normally was. But in the most pivotal part of the game, too, he, like, gritted it out and yeah. still was able to get, like, that crucial first down and then the roughing. Uh, I just wonder how the roughing. Eagles pass rush, you know, with the depth that they have. Because I think the Eagles pass rush, we can all agree, it's better than the Bengals. Absolutely. Yeah. As a depth, you know, thing and then just talent-wise, I'm curious how that's going to 
work out with Mahomes' ankle injury. It's just like the speed that the Eagles have off the edge with Josh Sweat, with Hassan Reddick, even Brandon Graham. Like I think they have the guys that if you were going to be able to you know run down Mahomes at a less than one hundred percent capacity, yeah, I think the Eagles have the defense. I think that, what concerns yeah. me with the Chiefs though is that they're very smart. They're a very smart team. Like mm-hmm. and they're so adaptable. Like I think. Again, one of the most underrated things. Like, they've been to five straight AFC championship games. They've been to three of the last five Super Bowls. Like, even the Patriots in their heyday were, like, touching this kind of stuff. Like, this is very rarefied air that they're in, and it's because they've been able to reinvent themselves. They did it this year. You know, they lose Tyreek Hill, and they become a more dink and dunk team. Like, this is uh, Travis Kelsey's, like, lowest, like, depth of target this year, right? Like, he's become this over-the-middle guy Mm -hmm. rather than he used to be, like, getting, like, 17, 20-yard chunk plays, and that's just – they've adapted. You know, they've changed the way they are. They have these like guys that they can run, like Pacheco, right? Like yeah, they found they found a starter these, in the seventh round. Absolutely, but you can get a great you can get a great like great screen pass to him. Yeah, you have yeah. McKinnon who's like able to do that. You have Kadarius Tony, which you know if he's healthy, like for the entirety of this game, which has not been the case for him a lot. But like they have these these twitchy guys that you can, you know, your pass rush doesn't mean anything if the ball is out in a second it's, and it's you know to the side and you know like you're now you're just in a sort of uh, you have to reassess as a defense like how to to manage that. Like I think. The Chiefs are just very good at this shit. <laughs> yeah, they're the, they're that's the true. type of they're team geniuses. that kind of just – they could be having nothing go for them, and then all of a sudden two, three, four plays in a row, they're they're getting chunks of yards, and now, like Matt said, you're like, whoa. And that's what having one of the best coaches of all time mm-hmm. and one of the – I mean, will retire one of the best quarterbacks of all time at the rate he's going. You know I mean? They have that ability to be able to do – and their offensive coordinator is talented, and no. like Matt said, they have some weapons. It's funny you say uh, Tony because, like, if he's healthy, ironically enough, because he's super, super, super fast, he's actually what scares me because I don't want to see, like, a Tyreek Hill Jr. performance out of that man. And that's very plausible because of what you just said, how smart they are yeah. with scheming and stuff like that. I just, I'm just hoping that – I was listening to Chris Long's podcast and someone else's. I wanted to listen to as many, like, ex-NFL players and, like, coaches and scouts and – it seems the one consensus going in our favor is there are some like poor matchups in the Chiefs' favor for the, like their offensive line to our ability to try to pressure Mahomes. But it goes back to what Matt was saying: Mahomes is like hard to pin down. But I do think maybe if his ankle is still slightly like fifteen percent banged up, that obviously gives you a small like a, a better chance to sack him or at least pressure him into throwing a pick like i i honestly don't think we'll sack him that much i'm just hoping he'll throw a pick or make dumb throws because he's doing a dink and dunk or maybe he tries to throw the ball downfield or he forces it to kelsey whatever the you know happens happens i think in terms of actually sacking i wouldn't be surprised if it happens more than once or twice because of how he how he's able to escape and he, he like like you said he has like a an underrated uh speed to him almost yeah like Corey clement was the unsung hero i think of the super bowl everybody remembers like Aguilar had the game of his life you know a lot, Zachary, guys, a lot of guys out. did <laughs> uh and then obviously the brandon grant you know strip sack Clark clement led the eagles in receiving in super bowl 52 are you trying to say yards. that kenny gamewell's gonna do no it? i'm just is that where this is going? i was gonna oh. ask hey, you guys listen like who do you think could be that guy for the eagles this year did i just spoil you dallas <laughs> goddard i think kenneth gainwell is like a great pick because he he fits very much the same mold too. Mm-hmm. He's fast. He's um, fast, and I think the Chiefs have struggled with like those types of running backs um, through this whole year. And I I think he's like he's like kind of the there's so many X factors in this game. I think Eagles offensively like he's a very important part to this. Right, like mm-hmm. this is a good Kenneth Gainwell game. Like Eagles have probably won the Super Bowl. 
um, it's it's him and AJ Brown. I think are really like dependent because the one thing the Chiefs have consistently been bad at, I think, too, is explosive plays, which mm-hmm. is the Eagles' bread and butter too. Like yeah. the Eagles, for all their the the countenance about like their run game, the only team that has had more explosive plays than the Eagles is the Chiefs. You know, like yeah, um, <laughs> you know, like they they're very good. And like Jalen Hurts is like one of his his biggest qualities. Even last year, when there were still questions about him, was like he can throw a great deep ball, and you got a guy in AJ Brown who can go and and is very athletic, and even someone like Devonte Smith can pull off amazing half catches. <laughs> um, you know, so like I think that could be an area where the Eagles could definitely exploit Kansas City defensively. Um, yeah, and I, I agree with what Dylan said too, where it's like I think a lot of the strengths that the Eagles have are very much opposite of the Chiefs' weaknesses. Like there are a lot of areas that I think the Eagles are are definitively better than. I think the only place that the Chiefs are unquestionably better is the most important mm-hmm. place, and that's Mahomes. But, you know, outside of that, I, I think the Eagles, again, this is the most talented roster in the league. You know, and it's what the Chiefs have done is impressive, um, you know, especially when you consider, like, how many rookies they've had to cycle in and out this year. You know, the Eagles have been really fortunate with injury luck. Um, Chiefs have not quite been the same. But Chiefs, too, like, we can't forget, have made a lot of bets on rookies. You mm-hmm. know, I think they've mm-hmm. they have, like, 4,000 minutes uh, of rookies this year or, like, plays, and the Eagles have, like, less than 1,000. You know, like, it's just been, like, it has not been a year where the Eagles have had to rely on, like, young guys to get it done. Like, it has been a, a veteran-led team, even if that veteranship is just two or three years. Like, a lot of the guys out there have been playing. Yeah. I mean, we, we were doing so much talking on the, uh, you know, Eagles defense versus the Chiefs offense. You know, you bring up a great point about the number of weapons that the Eagles have on offense. It's crazy, you know, that the Eagles have two wide receivers that are deep threats. They can go across the middle. They can really do it all, no matter what kind of scheme you put up there. Even Quez Watkins, I mean, being the third wide receiver in the core, like, he, he has the potential for a big play, but he's also a guy that when all the eyes are on everybody else, Boom, you can always go to him. Dallas Goddard is kind of like just kind of staying under the radar. People kind of forget he's back. And, you know, he, he's, he's a top five tight end in the NFL. Exactly. Big hands. Um, and then and then you, you have the, the running tandem. Uh, Miles Sanders is always good for a big play, but it's definitely a Gainwell type of game where you have those kind of, you know, grind out, you know, yeah. two, three, four yards of play. But and then, you know. You do enough of them and you get enough success, especially with the offensive line. I mean, we have one of the best offensive lines in the league. The way that, you know, they scheme the blocking patterns and everything works real well. Jason Kelsey is still one of the top centers in the league. And I think he was ranked, like, math-wise, the second center in football this year. So yeah. not much of a fall-off in his older age. Yeah, I mean, we have some guys that cause some penalties you know like Landon Dickerson sometimes is is good for a couple holding calls here and there or a false start and you know even he's become a great offensive line he has he he has definitely proven me wrong because in the beginning of the season I used to complain a lot about him and like as the season has gone on I've seen him develop into a very good offensive lineman um you know if the Eagles can kind of keep the penalty yards down on both sides of the field, I think that that'll play a huge part, huge part, because the, the way that the Eagles play football can get into the heads of you know the other team and, and kind of draw off penalties and stuff like that, or when they go out and you know they make it seem like they're gonna quarterback sneak and they try to get a false start out of the defense and, and things like that. So I think that you know the little in- intricacies of the game are gonna yeah. be you know the difference of you know who wins this game. I saw a I forget who it was, so I apologize to who put the poll out, but. It was probably one of the best, like, which one was better polls I've seen in a long time. Uh, 
the Eagles trading for A.J. Brown or the Eagles signing Hassan Reddick? Which one was more important? I think A.J. Brown, AJ is, Brown is really the key to the Eagles being like a, a great Super Bowl contender. Like without Hassan Reddick, I, I don't know if the Eagles are necessarily in the spot, but I, I think really without A.J. Brown, I don't know this team is here. I mean, you saw yeah. very much this offense last year Brown without sure. someone like him. Because he's such like a physical receiver too, like mm-hmm. what he's able and to do. Like not many yeah. guys with his speed and athleticism are able to go across the middle too. Like he's this big guy that can like lay hits, that can get physical with cornerbacks and defensive backs. That is just like it's a rare combination of like power and athleticism that you just don't get with a lot of receivers. I think he is like a, a true like game changer for this offense. I don't think it's a coincidence either that he's come on the scene and, and Jalen has like had yeah. a career. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I the think perfect the match league. too. Like yeah. to pair it with Devonte. Like I genuinely not even like taking the Eagles hat off. Like literally, I don't think there's a better receiver that pair like like with Brown to Devonte. I think they pair extremely well with, with, with their strengths. Like how Brown's a big body receiver. He can go. He can play in the middle. He can do the occasional long ball. He gets open. Devonte is just a ninja and is always <laughs> open. And AJ Brown pulling off double or single coverage from the t- top DBs allows Devonte to get open. And then Quez gets open. Dallas Goddard gets open, etc. So yeah, I think. I mean, Reddick's been amazing, and he's like playing at you know elite level this season but i think aj brown just elevates their offense like a thousand times Devonte and aj brown like the true like power finesse duo like, yeah like, yeah they're such like yeah they're very complimentary in that way you have two wide receiver one talent like caliber players as a one-two tandem it's it's crazy um was reddick brought in because of the hargreaves injury or uh, no, we signed him in free agency this year. Okay, so like so a, then no, no. To a okay, three-year yeah, deal, right? Yeah, three-year yes. deal. Yeah, then I would say that AJ AJ Brown is definitely the bigger one for was, sure. It was like a homecoming thing because obviously Reddick's from Camden, went to Temple, mm-hmm. and then he's just thrived in this defense. Man, he's so good. Like I think he's he, so I think he's right now. If he gets a sack in the Super Bowl, will average at least like one full sack for the entire season. Listen, shout out to whoever, you know, had the foresight to pick up the Eagles defense like in a in a <laughs> fantasy draft, man, because they did not let that go at yeah. all. And uh, Hargrave, by the way, so like Chris Jones is like the name on the Chiefs that we're going to hear a lot about, yeah. like if you're listening to anything over the next four or five days. Yeah. You know, um, Hargrave has actually had a better year like than, uh, <laughs> than Chris Jones. He's got 12 sacks, 57 pressures compared to Chris Jones with 11 sacks, 51 pressures. Um, Hargrave, 13% pressure, pressure percentage compared to Chris Jones, 10%. Now, Chris Jones gets a lot more attention, right? Like So, like, mm-hmm. Hargrave has the, I think, bonus of that. It's oftentimes, like, interior, too. So, like, yeah. he can get a lot of 1v1s. Chris Jones isn't always so grateful lucky. and lucky to have that. Um, but I think, again, it just goes to the – Hargrave's is, like, probably the least mentioned yeah. of the, the defensive linemen so on, on the Eagles, and yet – He's had a comparable season to like a defensive player of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. I think that just speaks to the overall talent on this defensive line. And like when people call it like the best defensive line that you've seen like this century, like I don't think that's hyperbole. I think that's just genuine. If five fact. guys with at least seven sacks, you're like, <laughs> it's it's like the team has the gall to just be like, all right, so we're building to make, go make a Super Bowl run. Let's just bring in Indomika Sue. That's like let's thing, just bring yeah. him in as it's a veteran player. Joseph. That's like, been a clutch shining too for us. Like, yeah, that, that was like amazing. I forgot. I thought he was retired. I forgot he even existed. Yeah, when I saw that news online, I was like, no way. I was like, what? <laughs> Nuts. Like it, that, and that's the thing that makes it so difficult for most teams is because you see a lot of offensive linemen 
you know, when they scheme the the run plays, they're always doubling some guy. But then that also, like Matt said, leaves one-on-ones or leaves completely open lanes to one of the rushers. And every single guy on that line for the Eagles is a threat at all times. And you have to worry about all of them. So it's almost like damage limitation. Like if we run it to this side of the field, can we seal off at least two of them so we can get some extra yards? Like just even like one, two, grind out those extra yard like yards in a Which play. Which is why I think it's going to be so interesting with the Chiefs run game. Like the way the Eagles – once Jordan Davis came back, too, because mm-hmm. he's a refrigerator in the Stud. middle of the defense. Like, with that, along with Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, Sue, Linval Joseph, like, rotating in the middle, I'm curious to see how the Chiefs' offensive line, like, tries to pick up blocks there, and then mm-hmm. how much does that leave the edge rush open for Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat to kind of get around the outside, yeah. be in that backfield and cause – you know, pressure and, you know, chaos back there from a home. I'm going to say it now. The running backs. I feel, I feel a Josh Sweat game coming on. I feel like he's going to do something crazy. Hopefully a good kind of crazy, not like a Derek Barnett penalty. But nonetheless, I think something crazy. Well, I think I was looking at some bets today, and he's I think he's plus money for a sack. So, you know. If you're, I think, really? I think he's plus yeah. money for half a sack. Yeah. So he's a luxury that. in people's minds and on the field with the depth chart, but pe- people forget he is obviously an above-average defensive talent. In um, his last six full games, he's nine sacks. Not that's what, that's, that's insane. insane. Just, okay. More than like, a sack a game. Like, and the, ol- an the only reason as an FSU fan, that's where he went, he fell in the, in the draft because he was hurt. I think he literally tore his ACL or something crazy pre-draft, and he hurt himself again, so he fell to the fourth or fifth round. Um, otherwise, he would have been a first or second round talent. So he's yeah. talent's always been there with that guy. Uh, speaking of props, you guys can go to playpickup.com, get in on all the big game props. Uh, all you got to do is sign up with your phone number. You rack up points on your fan profile when you get props correct as a collective. So everybody, you know, picks one way or the other. Whoever gets the prop correct, that's how the points get distributed. And then you cash those points in on the pickup marketplace for prizes. So go to playpickup.com now and start playing your big game props. Uh, I have a bunch of the novelty props here, which we do every single year on this show leading into the Super Bowl. Can I just, before we do that, can I give my mind-blowing Patrick Mahomes stat? Let's that do just it. really reinforces what a freak he is. <laughs> um, and I'll let you guys guess before I, I give you the stat. Okay, oh. Patrick Mahomes has started 93 games in his career, right? Okay. How many of those games do you think that the Chiefs have either had the lead or been within one score in the fourth quarter of 93 games? They've either had a lead or been within one score. 90. Fuck off, Dylan. <laughs> Is that right? It's 90. <laughs> 90 of his 93 games. I was going to say, like, something in the high 80s. It has to be really close to that number. Yeah. Like, That's so insane. Stupid. <laughs> That's crazy. Maybe I will bet on Josh Sweat to do something. Yeah. <laughs> do this You're on a heater. We're going to Atlantic City. A lot of work tomorrow. Uh, so, obviously, the first one's going to be the, the coin toss. Heads. Heads, Tail, tails. tails never fails. Uh, heads has won for the last five years, Dom. So. Tails never fails. And I'm a math genius, so I know that that means that Heads is going to be it again this year. Was, uh, I have a question. So, for the NFL coin, is there, a, is there one side of the coin that has an American flag on it? I think it's the shield and... Uh, yeah, no, one side's the NFL shield. The shield. What's the other side? I think the other side is the Super Bowl logo. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Well, for field hockey, my, one of my captains, the, all every field hockey ref has 
it's a it, it has field hockey sticks on one side and then American flag and we would always pick the flag side because you can't turn your back on America. So <laughs> 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 Yo, and I swear out of out of the seventeen games that we played, I think we won the coin toss maybe fifteen, sixteen of those games. Maybe because so that's heavier. Yeah. Maybe because I don't <laughs> 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 Um so I I'll go um Whatever, yeah, whatever Tails is, Tails never fails. Yeah, both heads. Just for the coin toss as a whole, both are plus 100. Uh, and then the Chiefs to win the coin toss and win the game is plus 300 for yes, minus 400 for no. Eagles to win the coin toss and win the game is plus 250 for yes, minus 330 for no. And then it's both plus 100 for either team to win the coin toss. Okay. Gatorade color. No free ad there. Um but the color poured on the winning head coach. We, orange. Yellow. We have yellow slash green at plus 165, orange at plus 300. That's a good one. Blue at plus 400, red slash pink at plus 450. Nah. Purples at plus 750. <laughs> clear slash waters at plus 750, and then none is 1,200. It's orange. It's orange. I, I My first, my gut instinct was orange as well. I've just uh, purple is enticing. I think if the Eagles win, cool, honestly. it will be yellow because every game that I saw Sirianni get a water cooler bath, it was yellow. Catering. Yeah, but that's what they want you to think. They're building up for the that's, purple, Kyle. Yeah, this that, whole time, this they're building it up so that you because <laughs> they know this, people this, are going to do the research. Totally, like someone could definitely like bet on this and then just like pick the right cooler yeah. like i you know I, uh, the water I boy for the philadelphia yeah, eagles i saw like, i take that too. one no that, particular uh, reason hey, hey, hey shh, don't get anybody arrested <laughs> uh then the uh position for the mvp like what position the mvp plays quarterbacks minus 650 wide receivers plus 650 Tight end is plus 900. Running back slash fullback is hmm. plus 1,200. Defensive lineman is plus 2,500. Linebacker is plus 2,800. Corner is plus 6,000. Safety is plus 7,500. I would take a defensive lineman. I was going to say, I hope it's a defensive player because that favors the Eagles as well. They, I think I, the last thing I checked, it's been eight years since a defensive player's won MVP. Hmm. Von Miller, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I think – I think if you're not going to bet, like, court, betting the quarterback is dumb. Just if the Running real back. trick is if look at the individual MVP odds, and if you like, say, the Eagles or the Chiefs, you can actually get better numbers because typically it, whatever team wins, it's going to go to the quarterback MVP. So mm -hmm. you can get, like, Mahomes to, like, plus 130 or, yeah. like, Jalen at plus 140 to win the MVP. Those are better odds than just betting, you know, the Chiefs or Eagles straight up if you want to get, like, a little twisted with it, but... That's I, an easy. It's an easy like same game parlay too because you can bet the money line on whoever's winning and the MVP because obviously the winning team is going to have the MVP from it. So I, don't always when you do same game parlay do not always let you. They limit what you can bet when you do a same game parlay. Like they limit it to certain. So I don't know if you're able to to double up like that. I I would pick like defensive like player like if you're gonna like throw it down on anything like would make sense because I think the only the only way I see this game really going that way is like. Either it's like a great offensive shootout and it's one of the quarterbacks, yeah. or like there's there's turnovers or there's like big like key plays. Um, and the important thing too is like the MVP voting stops in like the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like you don't it doesn't go to the end of the game. So like if there's just like one big like like 
momentum shift kind of defensive play like Brandon Graham. Right. Like that could be, you know, the moment that uh that wins people a prize, but I think a running back would be a good one too if if you know, we we we've spoken about how crucial the running back position is for both teams. If one of those guys from either team gets like multiple touchdowns in the game, you know, before the fourth quarter, that can speak volumes to, you know, being the most valuable player to the success of them winning the Super Bowl. And they're not bad odds either. What would you say it was 1200 plus 1200? Running back is plus 1200. Yeah, yeah those mean, are good odds. I think Sanders from MVP. You could probably just get Miles Gainwell. Sanders probably at a better number and you can get Gainwell for a better number. Yeah, but, like, Gainwell would legitimately have to have, like, three touchdowns and, like, 150 yards, I think. Miles like, Sanders is plus 2,200. Yeah, like, I, I, think, yeah. I think for, like, a running back to win it, they would have to have a pretty insane. Like, Cooper Cup won it last year, and it was, like, he had a pretty insane night. Stafford was just, like, not very good. You know, like, it, it has <laughs> yeah, to, like, true. It, it's not good enough that you're good. It, it Like, the other, like, court, the quarterback especially has to be, like, below par. It would have to be what like what I said, like Hertz would have to have a night of like two hundred yards or less passing. Right. And then yeah. the running back has a hundred plus yards rushing, etc. Well that's crazy that the that like wide receiver has a like has lower odds than running back when you can get AJ Brown at plus eighteen hundred yeah. too. But like Ooh, that's nice everything that comes to him comes from the quarterback. Because you know what not, I mean? It's so not it's like that Jalen Hurts has like 230 passing yards, but 170 of them and two touchdowns are to AJ Brown. Yeah. In that case, you know, maybe AJ Brown gets when it's a majority game. of right. Jalen's stats. If, yes, if one that of those makes receivers sense. has like massive like yards after the catch and you know yeah. making stuff happen in the open field. Hassan Reddick's also plus three thousand for MVP. So don't hate. He's that a man anymore. on a mission right now. I have to take out my phone. <laughs> <laughs> more... I tried. I tried to log into my DraftKings sportsbook account, and it's been dormant for so long that they deleted my account. I think that's, I had money on it. I'm pissed. I don't think that's legal. I think you should. No, uh, no. I think that. I think I, no. I don't think the, I don't think the accounts deleted. I just think that I have to like fill some stuff out because it's been dormant for so long. They locked it. Yeah. So like I can get back into it. I just didn't want to go through all the trouble. <laughs> it felt like it was deleted, but. Help! I like this prop. It's uh, it's the jersey number stuff. So the combined jersey numbers of all touchdown scores over under 160.5. Of all of combined, like all the touchdowns scored. So like the jersey numbers. I think the highest jersey numbers are well, Kelsey and Goddard. Yeah, Mahomes like is fifteen. Hertz is one. So that's pretty. And then low. all the receivers. <laughs> Devontae is six. AJ six is, is eleven. 11. Yeah, that's pretty Quez low. is sixteen. Kadarius Tony is I think nineteen. Nineteen. Pacheco is ten. Ten. Sanders is what twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six. Redis. MBS is nineteen. I think he's eleven or eleven. Yeah. What's Boston I, Scott's number? Thirty five. Thirty five. So really, you're counting on like, like Kelsey is eighty four, right? And you would want seven and Goddard eight. In that prop, you would want Kelsey to score like yeah, a, you're definitely if you're getting over. Over, yeah, there. which is not like the Chiefs, low-key, like especially to like someone like Forston or uh, or what's the other one, like Gray. Mm-hmm. I think like oh, those Danny guys, Gray, yeah, those guys are a little sneaky with like the yeah. touchdown. You know, like you could get a Kelsey and Gray touchdown, and like don't forget with run. with both de- of these defenses, especially the Eagles secondary, there could, could be a pick a, six. Could get a defensive mm-hmm. touchdown. Ooh, pick six be sweet. And then uh, the jersey number of the first touchdown score is over under eleven and a half. Under. And I'd then. Go. Hammer the under. I would go over. Over is plus money right now, plus 105. I think I would go over. And then jersey number of the last touchdown scores also over under 11 and a half. Yeah, but how much of the odds change if I tell Boston Scott he's playing a blue team? <laughs> do, do, do the odds change <laughs> at all? Or 
Oh, tell them the Giants are, are this Sunday. And then I have, let's see. Can we look into some like weird statistic, like how well the Eagles play against teams in red jerseys compared to like <laughs> other ones? Like, is that like a thing? Like, does I do like that. There's a there's a prop for scoregami. That's a lot Ooh. of fun. Um, there's a prop if somebody's gonna have a, if there's gonna be a flea flicker, a kick to hit the post. Well, unfortunately, Cody Parkey's not kicking. What about a uh, oh, kick hitting the uh, Skycam wire? Is that? Uh, <laughs> but then no one, no one seeing it though, right? Ten years to review it. Uh, is there a uh, a prop for like first song performed by Rihanna That's or last song performed by Rihanna? Uh, our guy Stephen McAvoy, host of the Get in the Hole podcast, he tweeted today that uh, well, he also said it on their show this week. The last I think like eight Super Bowl performances, the artist opened with what they opened with on tour. Now I don't know how accurate it's going to be for this year, obviously because it's Rihanna and she hasn't been on tour since I think like twenty. Is she going back on tour, or is this she's just doing the show? A lot of people are speculating like this is like her announcing she's coming back. Okay, that makes sense. Do music. So he said that he's like betting the bank on the song being "Stay." It's a great song. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think that. Yeah, like I think. Based off of especially like what Eminem and Dr. Dre did, it's either going to be a classic like number one hit, yeah, or something that's like big, big. I don't think I, I, I think, think Umbrella would come towards the end. And I would think it's either Ponder Replay, which is like her first single ever, yeah. or I, I don't even. I, that's what I, I don't know. I think feeling that it's gonna be Need Me because it's been so long since Rihanna's performed, and like the beat for that, like it's, it's very a literal, good, like drop yeah. in. <laughs> type of thing we also on on the last episode me and pat pitts uh did our top five of uh guest appearances uh, like who you think she's gonna bring mm. or who you want to be there or who you think she's gonna bring kind of both okay gotcha asap rocky probably minus odds well i know she has a song with kanye but i don't think he'll be yeah. there i don't think that, that yeah that wouldn't happen <laughs> what why not <laughs> oh my sweet child just google it when we're done oh, the show <laughs> I haven't been on Twitter in like a year. What's up? <laughs> bad, bad man. You're so cool, right? <laughs> no. No? No. Uh, no, apparently there's two Kanye's now. Apparently there's short Kanye and tall Kanye. Oh. Yeah, tall Kanye goes out in public I've and short that. Kanye is. I've seen that, yeah. yeah. The education is just. I said Calvin Harris is like a lock. <laughs> worrying. Calvin Down Harris. Hill. Like, Calvin Harris would be amazing. God damn, do I love me some Calvin Harris. Because I, I, yeah. I approached it from the sentiment Funk of, wave. like, because it is Rihanna's first, like, live performance in five years, you're going to want, if she does have guest appearances and stuff, you don't want them to take away from the performance. Oh, yeah, because they could do, uh, this is what you came for. That's totally, that's. Yeah. Eminem is back. Eminem and I, comes I back two years in a row. Eminem and, and Kendrick, because they were there. He hasn't left. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're doubling up like that. They're that'd be hilarious. But then, like, would it shock anybody if Drake? Uh, I think that would be shocking. If if Drake was, like, a guest? Because, like, just his profile is, like, not guest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he is, like, yeah. star. And then I also said, like, wild card because of four or five seconds. Like, last year when Anderson Pac was, like, on the drums at the end of the performance. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney. That I could see. Well, because... really what about DJ Khaled? I think DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. If you find a way to get hologram John Lennon, uh, that would be cool. I would uh, I would watch that. Or like bring out like John Lennon as he is now. Like 
<laughs> I would I would I would tune in for that. Uh, we have breaking news. Oh, that's uh, interesting. In the NBA, Lakers finalizing trade for D'Angelo Russell, two players in three team deal involving Russell Westbrook and 2027 first round pick. Ball Jared hog. Vanderbilt is not in that trade. Uh, I can see. Ball right hog. Now. Because Whoa, that is the uh, that is the Sixers like great hope for the the trade deadline is Jared Vanderbilt. He was uh, earlier today. He was wait. So D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, Lakers. Russ to it Brooklyn, or in the other the other of the three teams. Let's see. Russ is supposed to be going, I think, to was supposed to be going, I think, to the Jazz originally because Mike Conley was involved in the trade. That was the like yeah, original. So the jazz have a blah, blah, blah. You gotta hand it to Russell Westbrook. He's committed to his brand of never passing. I respect that. So let me go to Twitter. Um, yeah, NBA trade deadline tomorrow. Yeah, too. Lakers are getting D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Trade including Mike Conley and picks to Timberwolves and Russell Westbrook and a lightly protected 2027 LA first round pick to Jazz. What? Wow. That's all they had to give up for that? That's wow. Crazy. A little tight. A little tight about that, to be honest. But Russell, really wanted Jared Russell Vanderbilt. Russell Westbrook's stock is low, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it has been for. The tape's out there. Man. I mean, I haven't, I haven't really been watching the NBA season this year, so I don't. <laughs> really wanted Jared Vanderbilt on the Sixers, so. That's Anyone else you want at this point? Um, death. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <A> sweet release. <laughs> he did say he was satisfied with Liverpool earlier, and that would kind of coincides with that. Yeah. Listen, there's there's not there's not much that you want, you know, given the status of Liverpool right now. Anything for another team. Listen, I'm the same way. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm the same way. Like any of my other teams, I just want a little bit of success from because it's Personal better than it's here. better than supporting uh, AC Milan right now. So they want everything. So. Homie just said he wanted death, and you were like, "Yeah, your your team sucks." <laughs> yeah, thanks for, thanks for building I can't, I can't talk, dude. Really, that's cool. Uh, I'm there lamenting right with him. What I found interesting, though, um, I was just like randomly thinking because uh, Devontae Smith is like maybe the most under the radar Heisman winner ever, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he was the first wide receiver in like 30 years yeah. to win the award. Um, I looked up. And then you could get even deeper with like how many people have won the Heisman and a national championship. There's yeah, only there's I think only five, three that have done. Devonte would be the fourth. If I thought the there Eagles was win. five um, that won a national championship, Heisman, and a Super Bowl. Yeah, I thought there was there was either four or five, um, depending if you still count Reggie Bush's Heisman winner, which okay. I do, and it's insane that people don't. But just he Heisman would have been the fifth. Heisman Trophy winners who have won Super Bowls too. There's only um, there's only nine. So he could be the uh, the tenth, which would be amazing. And like a lot of them are like old school guys. Like some of them, frankly, I've never heard of. Like I don't know Packers running back Paul Hornig. Who? Mike nope. Garrett from nineteen seventy. Like not names I'm like super familiar with. So that'd be cool. Like if he yeah. has that ability to um to get into like that stratosphere because it's just not a very common achievement. Yeah, I do feel like people like forget that he won a Heisman. Won a national championship in the game that Jalen Hurts is benched in with He's... one of like the best like wide receiver cores of college football history mm-hmm. it's it's funny you say that because he did that and everyone talked about that core and how good he was and then closer to like draft time it just flipped and everyone was like he's too skinny he's yeah all, all of his teammates were the ones that were getting higher draft stock than him yeah and then it's like this this guy just won a heisman and played for you know one of the best college programs to ever exist and with 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 a loaded room as well and then we're all, we're just gonna say no. And then he goes to the NFL, gets 900 plus yards his rookie year. 
has over a thousand his second year. I mean, he's proved everyone wrong at this point. Hopefully, he keeps proving wrong this Sunday. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't wait. It's wild. Uh, I did also see a tip for anybody who's you know trying to make uh, work schedule things. Uh, if there were to be a function going down post Super Bowl in the city of Philadelphia, uh, Thursday is the day. For lots of. Uh, so only four players in history have won a Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Marcus Allen uh, played at USC in the Raiders. Reggie Bush, USC in the Saints. Tony Dorsett for uh, Pittsburgh and Cowboys. Charles Woodson for Michigan and Green Bay. See, those names I actually know. <laughs> yeah, I think the list I saw had everything except Reggie Bush. Yeah, Which is bullshit. Yeah. Because <laughs> what's funny, too, is like the, I don't know, whatever you would call it, like the violation that he committed. And I was like, totally fine. Yeah. Like, no one cares anymore that, like, whatever, you do like a commercial where you get some extra money. Bought his mom a house. You know, Big so, deal. So dumb. Speaking of, you know, work. Uh, shout out to anybody whose work is either giving them the day off or a delayed opening uh, for uh, the Super Bowl, like uh, following that day on Monday. Um, I got an email <laughs> oh, no. saying that uh, if I decide to take off the 13th, I need to uh, supply a doctor's note no later than the 17th. I know a doctor. So, uh, <laughs> Dr. Mantis Toboggan. Uh, <laughs> I remember you named your, your pro and pro, pro clubs that for a while. <laughs> That's a rough email to get there. Man. Yeah, I got it today, this Crazy. afternoon. I'm like, no, that means that my district isn't giving us a late the, opening. The second I'm we sad. won the last game, I logged on to my portal thing and I took off. And like, literally, I, I should have done it, that. It filled up. So I'm off that Monday because whether they win or lose, I'll need the day off. I used so many sick days last month. Like, I, I just can't. I just don't like, get how it's not yeah, holiday. Man. I kind of like working the next day after something like that because, like, it's probably your best day at work. It, like, you might be tired for it, but it's like everyone who, like, you see is also, like. Also really tired? Si- <laughs> yeah, like, all like everyone's tired, especially the day after the Super Bowl. Every, like, I compared it. It's like New Year's Day, day 2.0. Yeah. Honestly, is because everyone is out. Like drinking and like eating like crappy food, like everyone feels like garbage. I'm gonna be in the city. There's like there's no way I'm getting home at a normal time. I mean, you might as well just not sleep, brother. You might as well just pack you might want to go live on Instagram. Yeah, you might as well, well, might as well, might as well take more dubby, dude. Lip of dubby, more dubby. Just drive to school. Just throw one in a pouch and just dubby.gg. Use code underground, ten percent off. Um yeah, you might you might as well go live on Instagram like the old school Toppins days if you're in the city. You, you might get stuck and not actually be able to get home. I remember when I left Philly, when I got off the streets uh, in, in 20... <laughs> yeah, especially how I'm dressed, hold up. I remember when I finally got off the streets. No, like, uh, once, once I got off, like, Broad Street, in 2018 i tried to get on a train to get back uh, like into jersey and in like the camden part of patco um people were like dancing on the tracks the whole time and they couldn't run the trains for like two hours i took a two-hour nap on the train i woke up we were still in philly i was like i don't think i got back into my car till 5 a.m yeah so if i if if i'm going into the city i'm probably just gonna have to closing the car yeah 
Yeah. Just take more W, dude. Can we get a I, can we get score to. predictions and uh I'm surprised the line has stayed what it's at too. I think it's just <sighs> it's a very close game. Um not very often that the Super Bowl is like within two points like this. Yeah. Um it's only happened like a few times in the last like ten, fifteen years, but it's hard. I mean, it's a, it's a really hard game, I think, to call because the Eagles are such a great team, but, you know, the, the Chiefs are also very good. And you, when you whenever you have, like, the quarterback advantage like they have, and that's no shade to Jalen Hurst, mm-hmm. it's just, like, Patrick Mahomes is, like, a league He's got the experience, own. too. Like, I mean, yeah, like, it's just um, it's very hard man to bet against. Um, I am going to say – I'm going to say 31-28 Eagles – that is my feeling. I think this is this is just a, a very close game. I'd be surprised. Be surprised if it's late. Damn it! That's what I'll I was going to say. I'll say 31-27. Then I'll give you. I'll give you. You can. No, it. we can have the same no, no, thing. No, no, it's okay. No, no, you know, no. This is what I'll do. No, this is what I'll do. Thirty-four, thirty-one. That's what. That's what same I thought here? in my head. Thirty-four, thirty-one. Oh, okay. I was gonna I say thirty-four, twenty-one. Yeah, I was gonna say thirty-four twenty-eight, but then I was like, "Nah, it's gonna be, it has to be like three points." But then I thought that that would be too high, so I brought both team totals down three to what you said. But I'll stick with thirty-four thirty-one. Your mind is amazing. Dude. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna say twenty-eight twenty-three Eagles. Twenty-nine twenty-seven Eagles. I think Sarani goes for two points at one point. He's he's a he's a mad lad with the going on fourth down and two point conversions, so I don't think he'll back down. Hey, let's not uh let's not forget that Andy Reid loves himself a trick play looking like the you know, the Chiefs played ring around the Rosie at one point. That's this true. That's why I have it only two points it. apart. Listen, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised that if the Chiefs are in like within five yards, they do a trick play where Pacheco throws the ball. I mean he's got experience playing quarterback. Uh, well, there's there's some props you yeah, can do. Is. I think a quarterback catching a touchdown is plus three thousand. What about Pacheco throwing a touchdown? And it's any player, any non-QB to have one plus pass touchdown is plus 2,200. So if you really believe that, Dom, you could call DraftKings, get your account back. I may put like 200 down on that. Okay, well, that's <laughs> well, wild. No wonder they're like, I don't know how to explain to you that you just went from as zero as you could possibly be where your account is locked. That is, that is beyond zero. That your battery is dead to 200. <laughs> This is an insane jump. Yeah, you know why I was. You, Maybe don't. Now, now I think. Now I think on. I know why people see why I was in jail <laughs> last Top Bins episode. You can just keep the account locked. I don't know. This is why I don't bet. Call your future wife before you make a business decision like that. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, I'm trying to make trying to pay for our wedding all tonight. Let's go. I got us. Here's here's the way to be responsible. Better, if your significant other asks you like what happened. Like why you're in like a bad mood and you're like uncomfortable with telling them the amount of money that you lost on a bet, you've bet too much. You've 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 gone too high. If you just say ah twenty bucks, they're like and they're like ah it's whatever. If you lose twenty bucks, it's twenty bucks. Two hundred. Listen, that's a different conversation. Now listen, no my- free ads, but DraftKings has something that I feel kind of comfortable about two hundred dollars on first quarter yards. Miles Sanders and Isaiah Pacheco, ten plus rush yards each. Feel, that feels like such a that feels like such an easy bet that it's just. It's a trap. Such an easy one to lose, <laughs> man. It's a trap. Because <laughs> you know what's gonna happen? They're gonna bust for like 13, 14 yards, and then someone's gonna get like stuffed on like a three yeah. yard, three yard. Wait, both of them have to get back or more something. than ten. Both have ten plus yards each so in the first quarter. Both though, not just one. Yeah. 
Mm. It's been the one game that these Boston's it's got the whole game. first quarter. So, could, yeah, were, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, each team could only have one possession mm-hmm. in the first quarter. Like the, these teams are, you could see like a six-seven minute drive out of both of them, and like. Yeah, and then the st- and the starters are the one getting stifled. So it's either the second or third running back that's getting all the yards. Yeah. But Dom, you could put two hundred on that. Uh, that. <laughs> Pacheco touchdown. Pacheco passing touchdown. Well, you get any you get any any non quarterback passing touchdowns. You know, you get covered. Pacheco passing touchdown to Travis Kelsey. Sure, that's crazy. <laughs> that's probably crazy <laughs> odds. Crazy, crazy put, odds. Yeah, you should bet two hundred dollars on that. <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. Dude. Listen, I, my mind is completely numb to the losses of betting. I'm a habitual FIFA point buyer and pack um, opener. This is so like a, this is red flag central. Like I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like actually worried now. <laughs> no, this is why I said, like I said, I, I don't bet on sports well, you know anymore. What? I think it's a really healthy thing, and I I want to discourage you actually from reactivating your account. No, yeah. Like a couple years ago, when I'm betting like. 150 on Brescia winning a single Serie A game. <laughs> like <laughs> DraftKings, let's keep the account locked. <laughs> I, hit on, I, I hit on that bet too. So. <laughs> oh my god! Let's, uh, let's throw away the Dom file. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody take my betting advice, please. <laughs> please gamble responsibly. <laughs> Jesus Lord, Dom. What is it? One eight hundred gambler. Yeah. 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 So. I think we need to preface this conversation with that. Well. <laughs> if you live in New York, it's a 1-800-HOPE-NY. God, those are the... 1-800-GAMBLER everywhere else except, like, Arizona. My least favorite ad reads on, on podcasts is the three and a half minutes of listing all the separate gambling uh, hotlines. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think this this Super Bowl has the potential too to be the best one, like as a game wise since '52. Yeah, I think uh, I, we've been actually pretty lucky in that the last few Super Bowls have been Good entertaining teams. and like close games. Like it's, I mean, in like the last ten years, I think the only one that's really sucks was that Seahawks Broncos one because it was just over so fast and then bucks chiefs ended up that bucks chiefs yeah like but it was at least cool because you had like brady winning again you got to kind of like soak in that moment but um yeah for the most part we've had like at least they've been like watchable games which has not always been the case so yeah commercials kind of suck though i think as we get older that just me or i think the quality has kind of died like the overall like because the we used to have an abundance of really good commercials, but maybe that was also because we were kids and we were like looking forward to it. I feel like they it. also wouldn't get leaked. Now, now they also get like leaked. They, early. That is that the, is the issue. Is it's like I you can watch all of them on YouTube right now. Like and yeah. that, that's kind of a bummer. Like I, I, I like a lot of those companies now them. release them like low key, like on social media, so they're not on like national television, so not everybody sees them. But like you, like I remember last year seeing a couple that were like on Twitter. And then mm-hmm. they're supposed to be the spotlight commercial during the Super Bowl. And I'm like, I've seen this like 20 they times already. They already teased the one. I was watching yeah. something the other day. It was Steve Martin and um, Ben Stiller or something. And I, I 112% will bet that they're obviously in the same or a different commercial for Super Bowl. And like that just to me is like no fun. But hopefully I'm wrong. Was there a prop bet on the Budweiser commercial making you cry? I think that is always 
Negative a million, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know the answer to that one. How dare you? When you see the, the Jesus commercial, whether oh, or not yeah. you, uh, you convert immediately to Christianity. That's like the big question, I think. I run right to the church after yeah, I see that. Right away. Yeah. Or if you, or last year, if you invested in crypto for one of the seven hundred thousand <laughs> crypto commercials this year, if it's like mm. there's like, if I had a billion dollars, I would run an ad, like saying like, did you lose all your money on crypto? Like you can call like this is like your my better help, but for like people you who may lost be entitled for financial compensation. Like, hey, remember last year when Matt Damon sold you a fucking Ponzi scheme? Like, <laughs> remember when we had our 1997 Windows screensaver? Of a QR remember when you had to ex- explain to your dad what cryptocurrency was? Like, you get you're entitled to compensation for that. <laughs> did you tell someone Fortune favored the bold? <laughs> oh no! Did you did you at any point in the last year tweet have fun staying poor to someone explaining to you that investing in a picture of a dog for twelve thousand dollars was a bad idea? <laughs> did you change your Twitter profile Dogecoin. picture to a hexagon? Did <laughs> Did you happen to have what was called a forex friend during COVID? Well, let's not get crazy on forex now, because I mean, guys, you can make a lot of money doing. For some guy hit me up on Instagram, you know, you can turn four hundred dollars into eighty thousand dollars next month. I heard that I could uh, drive a BMW by selling Vima. I remember that. Oh. I remember that guy telling. I remember Vima. that guy telling a room full of college students that yeah. college is dumb and there's no <laughs> It was like, well, Vima. that's you're really reading the room. You're, you're reading the room here, chief. <laughs> Someone tried pawning me. Oh, that was a weird time. No, it was totally. Oh, no, hold on, guys. It was totally legit. Because remember, don't forget <laughs> that they had the Vima Verve Lounge at the Phoenix Sun Arena. That's how you knew that it was legit. Because they had that a bar that you could go to in Phoenix. It's, it's like, okay, so you got it. Let me explain it again. <laughs> Just have to spend $500. If you get three people to join, you don't. You get the $500 back. But they. They give you the five hundred dollars. Well, the, they give you two hundred dollars. You give me three hundred dollars of their two hundred dollars. That money goes up, but it's not a pyramid scheme. It's like you have to buy product to get yourself off the ground at first. But once you get people like to also sign up and they start selling product, it's, then then you have to do less and less work. It's a total can't lose situation. You just gotta. And find- then next thing you know, once you get like twenty five people to sign up, and they get twenty five people to sign up, and they get twenty five people to sign up, you're gonna be driving a Mercedes. Yeah, well, what's crazy is like crazy, we're gonna right? give you, we're gonna give you a lease for a BMW. I mean, you have to pay like the seventy five thousand dollar amount on it, but like, you know, that's all yours. <laughs> so, you, uh, you know, if you want that, that's for you. We did that for you. Sad time. Sad time. God, preying on the the young impressionable minds of high school kids just trying to make a buck. It's crazy. Oh, well. Yeah. And now you have Monat and Avon. Careful now. <laughs> Go for the big ones. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Somebody's going to show up at my doorstep. <laughs> They're not Careful selling now. beauty products. Careful. <laughs> the Monat crew is everywhere. <laughs> they they do roll deep. It's, it's not a pyramid scheme, guys. <laughs> at least you least, you least expect it. Herbalife. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. Listen, there's get no shame you. in wanting some extra money. Just get a job. Just get a second job. <laughs> if you if you really want the extra like two three hundred bucks a week, get a second job. Yeah. Nobody wants. Nobody's gonna buy your uh, saran wrap you put in your stomach to get a six pack, and your like your your pills that just make give people diarrhea to lose ten pounds a week. Like, yeah, oh God, there's no shame in it. 
just pick up an extra job somewhere. Everybody wants to be an influencer nowadays. Now we're starting to sound like old men. Just like this. <laughs> I digress. Super <laughs> commercial suck. Everybody wants to be like Logan Paul. My son, he invested all of my 401k into cryptocurrency because Matt Damon told him it was cool. GameStop stocks. $300,000. It took me 42 years to save that and it's gone. I got a divorce because of Matt Damon. That's what we sound like. We're very close to sounding like that. Including the New York accent? I don't know what that was. That was ambiguous old man yelling. <laughs> if it sounded like New York, then... It seems legit it. to me. I saw it, man. Yeah. Uh, seems legit. <laughs> I also saw a cool stat. The last five Super Bowls have had at least one player from South Jersey on the team. Really? Eagles wow. in 2018, Corey Clement. Yeah. 2019, Jamil Demby. Nobody in 2020, as far as I could see. Last year was Jamil, and then this year is Isaiah Pacheco. There's another player on the Chiefs, and then Hassan Reddick. Isn't Dallas Goddard from New Jersey? Am I crazy? I think he's from Texas. I think he's just named Dallas. Oh, yeah, I don't think he's from Texas. I don't know that that's. I could have sworn Dallas Goddard was from. I hope he's from Texas. That would make it a little less. There's no way he has big hands. I, you keep saying that. I don't. Yeah, this is. No, I remember. I remember. The first time now I could ask. I remember. No, I remember in like during the, the his draft year, in, during the combine, that was something that they spoke about him all the time. They were just like, guys got really big hands. I'm glad <laughs> someone else made that observation. It wasn't like you were just looking at these big hands. Dallas guy is from Aberdeen, South Dakota. Oh shit! No, Jesus we were all. I was wrong. gonna say there isn't Aberdeen in New Jersey, but that's... <laughs> we were very wrong. Now, now that you being from South Dakota. now that you look at it, yeah, it looks like a South Dakota boy. I don't know. We'll take South I Dakota could, over I North Dakota any day. Guys like him in the Bunawawa, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god! That dude, that dude has lifted F one fifty with fucking uh, camo duck on the back. If I've ever seen it. Yeah, that's O'Shade. not a that's O'Shade. not a, that's not a that's not a Millville white guy. That's a Buna white guy. That's a Buna white guy. Oh my god, Millville white guy is uh, like repairing your roof. Buna white yeah. guy is uh, like working in some sort of. He's like a crane operator or something like <laughs> forklift certified. <laughs> oh, hey man, that's you know, watch your important. watch your girl. <laughs> no, seriously, watch your girl. The forklift is coming through. This is really dangerous. You should have a safety vest on. Where's her helmet? OSHA violation. This is not funny. <laughs> We've had 297 days since our last accident here. Take this very seriously. <laughs> we want to keep the street going. And we get a monthly bonus based on safety. Don't ruin this for us. I have a mortgage. <laughs> oh, man. It's good to have everybody back. Yeah, this is nice. Um, we will have the official polls and everything for the Underground Sports Philadelphia Hall of Fame on social media once uh twitter's not broken which i think it's back because uh, at five o'clock twitter was broken there's like over ten thousand reports of twitter outages oh we'll have the official polls out this week um everybody enjoy the big game stack up on uh on kenny's because they just announced this week or today i think uh in eastern pennsylvania whole foods now has kenwood beer uh, so stock up for the big game with Kenwood Beer. It's your local Whole Foods. Love if you're Whole Foods. in Philly, 
uh, and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got it on tap in the Philadelphia area. 21 or older, drink responsibly, enjoy the big game. Uh, any final thoughts, guys? Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. This has been the anniversary special of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, our merch partners at PHI Apparel Company. Uh, use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off. Shout out to the city of Vineland <laughs> as well. Uh, but get your merch. Follow us at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, follow us on all the socials and everything. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And uh, we'll be back, hopefully, next episode talking about another Eagles Super Bowl. Win. Grease the poles. Grease them up. Dallas has got her massive hands. <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> With Dallas got her yeah. massive hands. <laughs> this has been episode number 506 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Dylan, for Dom, for Matt, I'm KB. Go Birds, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. I'm looking for